0: Hey, this is Pollyanna McIntosh, and you're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando on iHeartRadio. Hi,
1: this is Peanut from 311. You're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando on iHeartRadio. Hell yes. Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are?
0: Is Appetite for Distortion.
2: And welcome to the podcast Appetite for Distortion, episode 133. It is Brando, and today we have two. Interviews for you coming up in just a few minutes. Pollyanna McIntosh, otherwise known as Anne from The Walking Dead, we're going to get to her. Uh, six Degrees of G&R Bacon. Why we have her on this show? In addition to just her being awesome, but where does she fall under the GNR umbrella? We'll find that out. And then after her, speaking with Peanut from Three Eleven. That's going to be so cool. I mean, I've been a fan of Three Eleven for. You know, since high school. That's a high school band for me. We'll get to that later. So let's just get right into it. I want to speak with Pollyanna McIntosh. I, I would like to think many of you are fans of The Walking Dead. Millions upon millions of viewers worldwide. Uh, of course, she plays Anne, but I'm a big horror movie guy. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, Belbiv Brando, or the uh, the podcast Twitter, at The AFD Show, I tweet, in addition to, of course, talking about music and GNR, a lot about horror. And if you follow Slash or even Dell James, especially Dell James, I think, a lot of horror stuff. I love following Dell for that reason because he really seems like a connoisseur of the genre, and I respect that. I, I've tried to, I mean, just via Twitter, and he, he likes to tweet, so he hasn't blocked me or anything. I would just love to, for him to do a segment, a, just a horror segment on this podcast. I think that would be pretty uh, badass. So I've seen, I don't. Th- I'm just going to throw a number out there. I don't. I may not be exaggerating. I had to have seen like a thousand horror movies in my life. It's it, a lot, and I don't remember them all, of course. But the ones that stick with you are, of course, the good ones. Usually, they can be really bad, and they'll stick with you, but. One that I talk to when friends ask me for a recommendation or I talk about when when friends ask about a recommendation is this 2011 film called The Woman. And it's about this feral woman and it's just – it's crazy. You know, gore, very – you know, six-story – uh, just if you're a fan of the genre, you'll you'll love it. I think, I don't know if it's still on Hulu, but that's, I believe, where I originally saw it. So when I saw Pollyanna was coming out with, what's essentially a sequel to The Woman. Uh, it's called Darling. And we, of course, we're going to talk to her about that uh, when we speak to her in just, uh, just a moment. I'm like, okay, I got to, A, talk to her about The Woman and this new film, and I'm a fan of her work, and The Walking Dead. We got to find a six degrees of Guns N' Roses bacon to talk to her. And I remember this article from a few years ago where Slash had submitted a song to The Walking Dead, an original song, and it was rejected. (laughs) And it ended up being a song off Living the Dream. The one you loved is gone. So that song was initially made for The Walking Dead, believe it or not. So that's the Six Degrees. That's all I need to speak with Pollyanna. So I'm just so excited to have you. On uh, the Appetite for Distortion program. Welcome to the show. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just really excited to meet and, and speak with you today.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for supporting. I absolutely
2: do support. And before you came on, I was talking about this other film called The Woman, and I didn't realize that that's tied into your, your new movie, Darlin'. So I'm excited for it.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's I definitely wrote it to um, for the woman fans as well and, and also wrote it as a standalone sequel. So it's a funny thing. It's like if you've seen The Woman, I'm so excited for you to see this movie. And if you haven't seen The Woman, you can still watch it after you've watched Darling because it stands on its own, you know? Oh, okay. I see.
2: Now, the trailer for Darlin Looks Awesome. What made you want to do what is a sequel or standalone sequel, however you want to phrase it, uh, to the woman. Darling, what made you want to take part in that?
0: Well, it was really a case of the producer from the, from the last film coming to me and saying, we're ready to do the sequel. Would you like to direct it? And I said, fantastic. Who's written the script? And they said, well, it's not written yet. We're going to get somebody to write it. And I said, well, that would be me, please. And so, so that's how it happened. Um, I was very excited to sort of get back under that skin of the woman. She's such a great character. There's so much freedom in her and so much ferocity. And I was excited to bring that to the scripts, you know. And, uh, and my fascination was with Darlin'. The, little girl at the end of the woman who, again, if you haven't seen, she's presented for the first time as a teenager coming out of the woods. She's been raised in the wild. She's coming into society for the first time. And I thought, what would it be like at that stage in your life when so much is changing and you're really coming into your own um, to find that your way of life is entirely going to be questioned, you know, Um, because I think teenagers feel that anyway, you know, they feel that they're being being questioned and they want to rebel, you know, against what's in front of them. And so I just thought it was an exciting time in her life to bring her out of the woods and bring her into society and see how she how she fared there. Something I I noticed from the trailer and gives a a unique
2: spin to this follow up is i i I saw jerry from the walking
0: dead yeah cooper andrews plays tony this nurse in the hospital and he's really kind of like a father figure to darlin in the film um he's incredibly warm in it and what a fun guy to work with he's just a a dear friend um but we've also got tamiel and breon as well from jadis's junkyard um jadis's right and left on the walking dead they're also in the film playing a prostitute and a cardinal respectively um so it's it's a bunch of Walking Dead family together, yeah. So I'm curious. Of course, many know your
2: your face from being an actress, but as you mentioned on this new film, Darlin, you are directing it, you wrote it. So as an artist, what do you prefer? The acting, the writing, or the directing?
0: It's very hard to separate the three when you're doing all of them in the same project. But I'd say I never want to stop acting. That's, you know, that's a great love of mine. And I'll continue to play interesting roles where I find them. But being a director is 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 just such a wonderfully challenging and exciting role. Um, you know, the role of leadership, of problem solving, of kind of shepherding a community of people, um, of Getting the joy of seeing people's incredible hard work and talent and, and you know, bringing a film in on time. Even that's exciting to me. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely feel like a storyteller from a director's perspective is something I, I could never give up now I've started.
2: <laughs> well, I'm really glad you decided to take on this challenge because I was such a big fan of the first film.
0: Thank you. Me too.
2: Now, regarding The Walking Dead, don't worry. I'm not going to ask where you're taking Rick.
0: Up, up, up. (laughs) That's where I'm taking him.
2: (laughs) Yes. Helicopters go up. But the question in regards to The Walking Dead that I want to ask, uh, well, first, are you familiar with the Six Degrees of Separation game or sometimes known as Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon?
0: Yeah, totally.
2: All right. Well, on this show, we do Six Degrees of Guns N' Roses Bacon. Okay. Now, it was a year or so ago that slash admitted that he submitted an original song to the walking dead but sadly it was rejected so i'm curious one did you know about that
0: well i i saw it because you posted about it so the reason i know is because of you but i didn't know before yeah yeah i didn't know before um So, because, you know, I I, I love a bit of social media and I love to see what's going on. Um, And of course, with the film coming out, I'm especially checking up on things. So I saw that and I was like, oh, I had no idea. Um, I think the music on the show is amazing, but I would really have loved to hear what Slash did as well. I have a small Slash connection. Do you want to hear it? Of course. That's the name of the game. I was once in Austin, Texas, in an elevator with Slash. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> too
2: funny now when you meet somebody whether it be slash or another celebrity do you do you fangirl out at all because i'm i'm a bit of a fanboy at times i'm mean, yes i'm a professional but at times you know if you meet somebody or i'm going to interview somebody i do get nervous so is there anyone that you've kind of been starstruck
0: before before i think i'm probably like everybody else you know it depends on who you're seeing like i'll never forget being a, I was at this event for cloris leachman's uh, 60th anniversary of her work a few years ago um that wonderful character actor who's been in everything and uh and, I, and dick van dyke walked in the room now this isn't you know this is a much older man and I, I, I was i was i had to lean against a wall I was so starstruck and I didn't I was it was kind of unexpected but I think with 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 somebody like him you know there's just such a warmth about him and there's such a connection to your childhood you know Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Mary Poppins um, and I just I just I couldn't have possibly spoken to him I mean I could hardly stand up you know it was the same when I passed Sigourney Weaver in a back corridor of um, Comic Con a couple of years ago I, I literally just had to hold on to the wall because she's She's had such an influence on my life, you know. So I get the fangirl thing. I get being starstruck completely. Um, but I'm, I'm not very likely to to go and say hello. I um, like to leave people to do their thing. Uh, but I did see Henry Winkler in the lobby of a hotel in Miami the other day. And I did have to do a curtsy. Again, I didn't know I was going to do it. But that's what happened. <laughs> I just had to do a curtsy. Mouth a thank you. And then walk off to the loo around the corner. <laughs> Wow. Doing a curtsy to the Fonz.
2: <laughs> now that is something that not many people could say. <laughs> you know, I would have been starstruck if you were in studio today. I know you're in our LA studio, so I'm not as nervous as I probably would have been. Now you know, now that you know that Slash is a fan of the show The Walking Dead, is that something that maybe in the future You want to see more of, because there seems to be a mix, a nice mix uh, between the genres of rock and roll and horror. And I like when those two worlds meet.
0: Yeah. Oh, that would be super cool. That'd be super cool. It's so exciting for me to work with music and film as well. We've got our soundtrack coming out at the same time as the film. Um, And it was such a pleasure working with, you know, with Ali Hellman, who scored it. And then we've got like Dorian Electra, who's an amazing musician, um, who does our closing song. Um, And we've got Summer Camp, a great Scottish band on there. And uh, and. um art mechanics as well so there's a lot of lot of female voices in the singing in the tracks and then this wonderful ali who's a dude who who scored the whole thing as well so yeah man if i could get to collaborate with slash i mean i'm down does he listen to this podcast can we hang out
2: <laughs> i don't know it's it's uh, easier to interview you than uh, one of the guns and roses guys let me say that okay <laughs> hey we'll put it out in the universe we'll see what happens but In the meantime, Pollyanna, I know you got to run. You're doing a ton of press this morning. Uh, Thank you so much for your, your time. I can't wait to see, darling, I can't wait to see what happens with your character on The Walking Dead. You're always welcome back. And just thank you so much for speaking with me
0: today. Thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate it. Too cool.
2: I love when I speak to somebody who is not in the GNR world at all, and you can hear in her voice that just how excited she was to meet Slash in an elevator. She sounds like you or me, right? You're in an elevator with Slash or somebody famous, and perhaps you don't say anything, but you're just in, in the inside, you know, just geeking out like, oh, my God, I'm in the elevator with Slash. And, and she probably went home and told all her friends, I was in an elevator with Slash. So she is just a fan of Guns N' Roses, just like you and I. And this a podcast is a reason to talk to them. Of course, she's talking to a bunch of radio stations uh, with no real theme other than just being a radio station. You know, they could play classic rock, it could be a news talk station, whatever it is. But they're always they're they're usually. I don't want to uh, paint too too broad of a brush, but the, a lot of these people are asked the same questions over and over again. Of course, she has a film to promote. That's fine, but you know what she's going to get asked a lot of the same Walking Dead questions. And I asked her a different one. Stuff she didn't even know about. I <laughs> I, I tagged her on, on social media and it's cool that she saw it. Uh and it, I didn't see that she you know, she didn't like it or retweet it or anything, but she she read the article about Slash submitting a song to The Walking Dead. And I think that's just a unique thing that this podcast offers uh guests to have a conversation they can't have anywhere else. So uh Pollyanna McIntosh is an example of things that I really want to do. Yes, it's great to, to talk to all these rock stars, and we're going to continue to do so. But to speak to somebody who is not in the genre and, and to have them talk about Guns N' Roses, I think, is a, a pretty special thing. But how about let's get back to The Rock? Yeah? Uh, next guest uh, for episode 133, Peanut. From 311, just like with Guns N' Roses, I've been a fan of 311 since I was listening to rock music. And it's just really cool to to speak with you know somebody you, you grew up listening to and, and to share this experience with all of you listening. And the six degrees of, of bacon, and you'll hear me tell Peanut, is just that 311 has been on the same bill as Slash and the Conspirators on, on some festivals – that's it. <laughs> so that may even be a thinner slice of Guns N' Roses bacon than with Pollyanna, but it doesn't matter. I just whatever GNR connection, whatever web we weave, as long as we can connect the dots, we're going to make it happen here on this podcast. So uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's uh, let's get Peanut on the phone. How are you, Peanut? Welcome to Appetite for Distortion.
1: Wonderful. How are you doing? I love the name of your podcast.
2: Oh, cool, man. We're going to get to that a little bit later on in the in the interview. <laughs> Good. First things first, of course, I want to talk about you and the new record. Now, much like Gene Arm, people might not realize that 311 started in the 80s as well. Uh, 89 it still counts 89 right
1: yeah totally i mean the, after after he had had another band with uh with chad that that came out to los angeles a band called unity uh and they were a high school band with tim as well uh called the eds so those guys those that three man core had uh experience together but yeah when i got into it and unity kind of fell apart um me and Chad got together on our own. We were, we were dating sisters and, uh, the sisters were like, you guys should, you guys should meet. And I, I linked up with Chad played in his, dr- in his bedroom. He had a drum set in his bedroom and we played uh, fight like a brave by the red hot chili peppers as a kind of like a first thing we played together. And I, I think part of me died and was reborn in those first like milliseconds of playing with Chad. And I, I've got like the, the mental handcuffs on him. He ain't going nowhere. He's never getting rid of me. I'll, uh, I'll be his, his, uh, his low-end counterpart to the rhythm section till
2: we die. And you certainly stuck together for, for nearly 30 years. Now, what's interesting, I found, at the beginning, you did a song called Feel So Good. Now, on this new record, which is out officially as of today, as we're putting out this podcast, Good Feeling is off the new record Voyager. You guys have been consistent with your positive message, which is great.
1: Yeah, that was something we kind of, we were we were being inundated by the wonderful darkness of the Pacific Northwest when we were coming up and we were writing our first songs and all these things. And we didn't really, like, we vibed, we vibed with it, but it, that's not something that we could, like, come out with as far as ideas and concepts. And we, we've always been on the positive tip. It always seemed right for us. Um, that's who we are. And that's all it's always been kind of an uphill battle for some people to kind of understand us. Like, no, we're really like no, we're really happy. <laughs> we're enjoying this. And if something gets in our way, we'll figure it out. You know, let's not be so dramatic about it. Like, you know, the world's not gonna end. Not not just yet.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just not yet. Exactly. So with that in mind, has it been more difficult for you over the years to maintain that positive message due to the political climate in the world just you know we can just so many examples of just divisiveness is that something maybe you go out of your way to be positive or does it come naturally uh has it been difficult i guess just in general to be positive now still
1: yeah i think it just it just makes sense with us it's it's uh we we've, we've got that we've got that bias that's that's the way we kind of uh you know point ourselves how we integrate ourselves into the world is is just on that on that brighter side of things it's a, it's a muscle we, we've been flexing for a long time and even in the climate of of, uh, of now uh, it's probably even more important you know and being older and being dads and having to be good influences <laughs> not just choosing to be a good influence uh, it all it all goes into making life better
2: so where does that positivity come from for you? Because in addition to this being a Guns and Roses themed podcast, we do speak a lot about mental health. Now, for me, it really is difficult to be positive. I'm in therapy, antidepressants. Uh, some days are, are better than others, you know, but it's, it's, it's something that I really try to be. I have to try. Do you try? Is that something that you were instilled with Uh, being a positive person or did you learn that through family, through your band? How, how, I guess, how difficult or easy is it for you to maintain a positive and healthy attitude?
1: It's definitely something I've had to learn and I wouldn't have learned it if I wasn't in this band. Not, not in the way that I understand it now, for sure. I mean, I was, I was definitely on the, on the negative side of things growing up, um, you know, we've all we've all got struggles. We all we all get pushed through the through the slime in one way or the other. And we've got to climb out of it, you know, in our own way. And and you almost always lean on somebody else or you learn how strong you are from someone else's good example. And nowadays people are really open to asking for help. And, and there couldn't be there couldn't be a better way of digging yourself out is to kind of bounce it off of somebody else who's been through it or or whatever just even to just let it out just to just to make it make it known that you're you know struggling and and i don't know it, it's it's great so so in the band i've i've learned to have that that positive bias and it's helped me all, all through my life you know for sure but it but it wasn't easy to understand or accept in the beginning and uh and that's okay that's 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 true that's true learning you know it, it's got to be new information you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again that's that's a uh, repetition you got to you got to grow and you've got to i don't know you got to want to live you've got to you've got to want to you got to be excited about what's coming up next and there's an infinite thing you know an infinite amount of things to be excited about if, if you can filter the light of the world through that lens
2: really well said peanut uh, I, I like that now i i know you're here you have limited time. I like what you said at the the beginning, and I appreciate the compliment that you like the name of the the podcast. So what we do here, you know, of course, we'll talk to people who are directly related to Guns N' Roses in some way. But a lot of times, well, are you familiar with the the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game? Sure. Well, we do that with with GNR. Great. So 311's connection was, it might have been two years ago the Aftershock Festival, you were on the bill, and, and the same day was Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. That's it. So uh, I guess first question is, have you seen GNR live? Did you perhaps get to watch uh, Slash uh, live as well?
1: No, never seen GNR live. But I remember that, that wave going through Omaha, Nebraska, where we grew up, of like, oh, you've got to hear this album, you've got to hear this album. And I was always, I was always kind of like, reluctant. Like, like it, it didn't sound new to me. It sounded like so much of a throwback to kind of classic rock and roll that it took a long time for me to kind of understand and accept how, how powerfully badass GNR was. But I know, I know Nick has, uh, has hung out with Slash a bunch. I, I think, speaking of therapy, I think, honestly, I think they've both been to therapy together. I think in in Hollywood, there's lots of uh, you know kind of entertainment conglomerates as far as you know small groups of people getting together and just hashing things out that are kind of unique to the to the community. So I, th- I know that they've gotten together and they've shared ideas and and uh, and Nick's like that that guy's a sweetheart. So so you know I, we've got a deeper connection than maybe even most uh, just like touring wise. Uh, we've 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 broken bread and, and shared. You know, delicate ideas with each other, so take that.
2: Oh, that's that's amazing, and I think that's the essence, honestly, of what I'm trying to do. We can find a a loose or or fun connection to the band Guns N' Roses, but if I didn't ask you that, to, to know that people like Nick and Slash are are going to to therapy, I think are going to make a lot of other people feel good, and as we continue continue to try to get rid of the the stigma and and speaking of I guess doing good uh, before you get out of here, I want to talk about the the charitable things that you're doing. So uh, can you tell us what you're you're doing on the upcoming tour with uh with your ticket sales?
1: Yeah, um, we were we were asked if we were into the idea of like you know adding a dollar to the ticket price and splitting it fifty fifty with the Dirty Heads as far as a charitable contribution to a to a positive cause and. We we couldn't think of anything better than uh, you know letting letting music or allowing music to be back in schools and getting instruments in kids' hands. Like how much of a change that had in our lives. And I, I love that the Dirty Heads uh, even zoomed out even further and like let's let's protect the earth. Let's uh, let's let's live as long as we can on this planet that is our origin. Like these are these are gigantic concepts. Both both of them that are, are also so simple that uh, they should be already taken care of. But since we're confused and distracted, we kind of lose our way, and together we can figure it out.
2: Right on. And one last question before you get out of here, because uh, we were, of course, talking about festivals, and that started your uh, GNR connection. But another big festival that is no more, uh, at least in its original form, and that is the Warped Tour. And I believe you guys played the first or the second, very first uh, or second Warped Tour ever. So, what does that, what does Warped mean to you?
1: I, I'm sad to see it not in its form that it was, but nothing lasts forever. So I'm, I'm on, I'm on that side of things. But I, I love to see them still being able to gather up what looks like hundreds of bands in two days. And uh, it's always been like a, a circus that uh, shouldn't have worked. But it's also like the you know an incredibly smart and innovative concept. Um, don't know when the bands are going to play. You know they're going to be there. Show up all day, watch a, a short set, high energy, among people that you know you might not have met yet, but you definitely have a lot in common with. It's uh, it's great. Nothing like a nothing like a punk rock festival. And the Warp Tour has. Uh, you know, has, has nailed it. I think it would be, it's something that I think everyone can really enjoy from that first generation of, of, uh, punk, punk rockers and skateboarders to, uh, to what's going on now, you know, to, to this generation, whatever four generations in of, of this concept of you know, strip down, be yourself, show up, have a good time. Don't be a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> That kind, of, that kind of thing. We need, we need
2: all of that. Right on, Peanut. I've always wanted to say that. Well, you are always welcome back. I know you got to run. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Yeah, of course. Anytime. Anytime you need me, I'll be there.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Peanut. So that does it for the interview portion of episode 133, two interviews back-to-back, which uh, I believe gave a great example, again, of where this podcast can go, and I want you all—and and you are— you're on the same page as uh, as me, kind of thinking outside the box with different interviews, different connections we can make. So, with Pollyanna, I think it was really sweet to hear uh, her, her very short and succinct story about being on an elevator with Slash. Something, of course, we would not know, and it's uh, nice. It, it's cool to hear that someone of her her fame uh, is is kind of wowed by Slash and and, and remembers. You know, being in an elevator with Slash, I mean, who can, how can you forget a moment like that? And then now with Peanut, to find out that, you know, Nick, the the lead singer of 311, you know, one of the biggest bands, uh, I I don't know however you you look at it, biggest bands of the 90s, but I look at it it still as one of the biggest alternative bands just in general, uh, has, has gone to therapy with Slash, something we would not have known. Um, it's not like I listened to a ton of uh, three eleven interviews. I, did you know that? I think that's really special. As I mentioned to to Peanut to to know that guys of that caliber who seemingly have it all to to go to therapy and especially very very important that there are that they have a special kind of therapy for that kind of uh, bracket of fame. It's different. Maybe it's it's not as easy for them to perhaps to just walk into a therapist's office. I don't know if you've ever been, but I feel so awkward being in a lobby with a bunch of other people knowing that they can talk about what's you know going on with them and I'm going to do the same thing. It's I don't know. It feels weird. I kind of just like going in, talking to my therapist, and then leaving. So to know that guys of, uh, or women or whoever of that ilk can go get the help that they need really important. Super important. And speaking of which, let's end the the episode with a little bit of... News. news! Now, a couple episodes ago, when we interviewed John Cooper from Skillet, we had a guest co-host, Vinny, from NYC, and after we spoke with John, we had a discussion about uh, Stephen Adler accidentally uh, stabbing himself. And if you haven't listened to that that part of that that episode, please do, uh, because uh, whether because there are still some people who, who doubt what happened or or whatever, it, it's still as I just mentioned about with with Nick and Slash, it's so important that we support uh, that we support these uh, these celebrities for a lack of a better word. Just because they're famous doesn't mean it's a uh, it's okay to go on social media and 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 blame people for why they they, they fell off the wagon or uh, or. I mean, we all we all have fucking problems. Doesn't matter how rich or famous you are, we all have problems. Are they should they be uh, more highly criticized because there are, are so many of us who don't have the bank account that they have, so we can judge them for having a problem? I used to think that way before I, I went to therapy. <laughs> so, uh, so I want to play a little bit of a clip that Stephen posted on Instagram. And it was so cool to see friend of the show, uh, Tommy Hollenstein, I believe it was episode 70 that he was on. I usually use his episode as as an example of what this uh, podcast is, is that he, if you haven't listened to, th- to that show, he's a quadriplegic painter who does abstract art using his wheelchair wheels. And the GNR connection is he's friends with Slash and Steven. So they were in a video uh, together talking, and here's what they had to say.
1: Just finished up a busy day in the studio. All of a sudden, I get a surprise visit from my buddy Stephen Adler here, coming out to support me for my Sunday show. Of course. And here he is. And I'm, I'm Stephen Adler, and I'm really sorry about all this media confusion that's been going on. I'm alive and well. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody July 12th at the Golden Nugget in Vegas. And July thirteenth at this motorcycle rally in Oregon, which is going to be bad to the bone. And I love everybody, and I can't wait to see and hug everybody. And thank you so much for your love and support. And watch on his Facebook page for all the upcoming shows because they're still on. Not one has been canceled.
2: Not one. Right on, Stephen. Love it. And I I mentioned in the again the, the John Cooper episode. Uh, with guest host Vinnie when we were talking about the Adler situation, that how much love and support really seemed to have taken over the internet for him. you know, I, I mentioned you know, just a few minutes ago that you know a lot of celebrities will be taken down when they admit their their struggles and including Steven I mean he was, uh, I mean, I never made fun of it, but a butt of a lot of jokes about him, not letting go of, of Guns N' Roses. I mean, that's his child. Let's just say, like... I mean, I don't have children, so, but I'm going to use this analogy and you could accept it or not. Let's just say you, you give birth to a child and for whatever reason, you're separated from that child. And, you know, 30 years have gone by. Do you love that child any less? It's your kid, right? I think that analogy kind of makes sense. So, appetite for Destruction is Adler's kid. So... Um, I've always been rooting for him. I I never held it against him. I never said, get over it. It just sucks that uh, he hasn't been a part of this reunion as much as, well, obviously Slash and Duff. But just to see how good he's doing, continuing the tour, and it really seems like it was just an accident. And just quick reporting by TMZ. Who would have thought? Too quick. Uh, But we saw a lot of... And again I mentioned in that conversation with Vinny a lot of blame went around before we knew that it was not a suicide attempt blaming Axel blaming Slash or Steven don't do any of that don't do any of that because as Peanut just revealed Slash goes to therapy why does he deserve to be blamed for you know his friend's potential struggles he obviously loves Steven Adler it's we just don't know the details as to why you know it was just two appearances, or or, or what's going on, uh, what have you? So, well, that will do it uh, for Shotgun News, and that does it for episode 133 of Appetite for Distortion. Thanks for for hanging out. Whether you found us on AlternativeNation.net, dot net on the podcast tab right there, or on the iHeartRadio Radio app, iHeart Radio number one in podcasts. It's amazing that I I, I just got on this podcast night train uh before seemingly iheart did and and just to kind of see what the path that this company is going on with podcasting and to and to get the great feedback that i've gotten from the powers that be it it feels good and of course all of your uh your wonderful comments on on social media, facebook.com slash the AFD show or on Twitter at the AFD show. Whether it's on a post, whether it's a DM, I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, Spreaker, we also on. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Honestly, you can just Google uh, Appetite for Distortion and you'll be able to find a lot of stuff, including the many articles that our interviews get transcribed in. So uh, a lot to be thankful for and grateful for as we continue uh, the AFD show. What's to come? Well, uh, I am working on, and I think it's going to happen. It might be next episode. We'll see. Steve Stevens, of course, from uh, Billy Idol's band, and right now he's in Deadland uh, Ritual with Matt Sorum, and and back in the day he was in the Neurotic Outsiders with with Duff and and Sorum as well. So um, I'm hoping to nail that down soon. So stay tuned. (laughs) As I mentioned, just uh, the best way to keep up to date with the podcast is on social media. And uh, I love whenever I post a a Guns N' Roses related meme or question how involved all of you get. Let's keep it going. Let's keep spreading the word of the AFD show. Uh, Share posts, retweet, tell a friend about this podcast, and let's keep going. We got Alice Cooper on. Biggest guest, I think. No offense to anybody else, but Alice Cooper. And then we get, uh, you know, Pollyanna McIntosh from The Walking Dead. Who would have thought? And Peanut from 311. Uh, there's no limit to where we can go. So let's see what happens. When are we going to hear, though, the next episode? Well, in the words of Axl Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Yeah!
1: I'm going home.